American corn farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers. Hey, praise the Lord, I'm Pastor Michael Jakes, and welcome once again to the Sunday Sermon Series. We are here once again with a word for your heart and for your soul. We pray that all is well with you and the Lord today. Amen. We are streaming right now live over Facebook, YouTube, and Spreaker.com. That is our podcast platform. Uh, you go there and you'll find the other podcasts that the Lord has graced us to be able to produce over the years. You can also find us on the web at thatstheword.org. You can also go to our YouTube channel, which is... That's the word ministries. While you're there, if you have not yet done so, you can subscribe to our channel. Amen. Today we are continuing in our series entitled Alive and Well. We're looking at empowering scenes from the early church. That is, we're in the book of Acts. Amen. Uh, the most exciting, one of the most exciting and powerful books in the Bible. Amen. And we're going to speak about a very uh, pivotal and monumental event that happened in the book of Acts. And we're going to get underway uh, with that word and a word of prayer right after this. Well, amen, we are back, amen. Just want to remind you, if you are watching us over Facebook, you can share this page out uh, that others also uh, may be blessed. We always want to ensure that as many people as possible are able to hear this life-changing message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen. Let's open in a word of prayer. Lord, we bless your name today. Lord, we thank you once again for giving us an opportunity uh, to share your word. Uh, Lord, we pray for the next few minutes, Lord, that your spirit uh, might be with us, Lord Jesus. Jesus, lead us and guide us into your truth, Lord. You're the only truth that we need. Lord, we pray that you will have your way in every heart and every life. And Lord, we pray that you will make your word real to us, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you will feed us till we want no more. Lord, have your way in our hearts. Lord, draw those who need to hear this word today to this place on the World Wide Web. Lord, have your way. Bless us together right now. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God bless you. God bless you, my brother Craig and Charity and Pops. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I want to bring you to the book of Acts, of course. Acts chapter number 16. Acts chapter number six, 16. And as we said, this is a very, uh, this happens to be a very pivotal, pivotal event in 
uh, the history of the church, amen, a very pivotal and powerful uh, time, uh, a thing happens here, uh, something that would go on to have reverberating effects that we are still uh, uh, having the fruit of what happens here today, amen, so Acts chapter number 6, chapter number 16, sorry, Acts chapter 16, and we'll start in verse number 6, we'll go down to about verse number 11, it says, now when they had gone through, had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mycenae, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing by Mycenae, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia and the next day to Neapolis. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Here we see, here we see the events surrounding the first bringing, taking of the gospel into Europe, what we would now call into Western civilization. Into Western civilization. Uh, but it was not without trial and error. Amen. While Paul and, and his crew were going about doing what the Lord had called them to do, and that is to preach the gospel. Here we see in verse number six, and you say, what? What? Does the Holy Spirit forbid us to do his will? Well, we read here, uh, they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost for to preach the word in Asia, the Roman uh, the Roman province of Asia, and they were forbidden. The Holy Ghost said, no, listen, listen. It was not that they were not worthy to hear the gospel. That was not the case at all. Once again, it, the time was put off. Listen, the Holy Ghost had something else for them to do. The Holy Ghost had something else for them to do. By doing so, they would wind up expanding, expanding the reach uh, of the gospel. They will come to Mycenae, verse number seven, and they say they attempted to go into Bithynia, but once again, the spirit suffered them not. The spirit did not allow them to do so. And then they passed by, and the only other place that they could go was this uh, seaport uh, down in, my, uh, in Troas. And then we see what is commonly known, traditionally called as the Macedonian call or the Macedonian vision. This vision appears to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. And from, from that statement, from that statement, I want to bring to you a word uh, this morning just for a few minutes entitled Macedonia is calling. Macedonia is calling. We see here, if you go, if you finished uh, going throughout this book, if you go, th rather, this chapter, and you read about 
the experience that Paul uh, and Silas have in uh, Philippi, one of the one of the uh, cities in Macedonia. You see where they are encountered by women that are praying at a lakeside, and Lydia gives her heart to the Lord. The Lord had prepared her heart. Uh, we go on to see them being thrown in prison later on in Acts chapter number 16. And then you see them leaving uh, leaving Philippi and going into Thessalonica, which was the capital city of Macedonia. And we see the different things that they encountered there. They were yet in Macedonia. Macedonia. You see, this man here in Macedonia that Paul sees in this vision, it is a picture of the cry of every heart that does not know the Lord. Every heart that does not have the peace, the joy, the satisfaction, the purpose. Every heart that does not know the Lord, whether they know it or not, in all that they do, in all the drinking and all the different things that people do to fill the void, the emptiness in their life. They are crying out for something and they don't realize that they're crying out for Jesus. Someone made the, someone made the astute statement years ago uh, that there is a heart, there is a God-shaped vacuum in every heart. And it will not be filled until God fills that vacuum. And it's the truth. And if you look at the state of the world today, the state of the world today, the state of the world today is a picture of Macedonia. The state of the world today, almost more than any other time in history, is a picture of Macedonia. They are crying out. People are crying out. When you see the scenes of the people uh, right now in Afghanistan, just trying, trying to get uh, uh, freedom from what they are dealing with, just trying to get away, just trying to get out. When you see all of these things happen, it, it is a cry for help. And I know they're crying for physical help. They want physical release from relief from where they are. But yet there is still a greater cry, a greater and more important and deeper cry, and that is the cry for help within. We need help. Come over and help us. And no, none of us, most of us are not in a position to go over there and do anything. No, no, no. Most of us are not in that position. But all we can do, we need to not forget them and we need to pray. We need to pray. It's called intercessory prayer. Yes, we can pray. We're not Paul's. We're not Silas's. We can't hop on a boat and hop on a plane and go over there and preach the gospel, but we can pray. We can pray for hearts. We can pray for souls. We can, we can pray that the gospel continues to have course there. There are Christians there in that place that are crying out. And listen, we have this here in America. We have this, and I'm not waxing political, not at all. I'm not attempting to go political, trust me. But we have this false picture of Christianity here in America. We have been fed, we have been fattened, and by by this feeding that we have and this fattening that we have be, and the fatness that have that has become what we are, uh, we have been carried far away from the gospel in many places. We, we 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 have we are so free. 
We can say what we want, do what we want. We can come out with any kind of crazy doctrine uh, that there may be. And it's touted as gospel. Not realizing, not realizing that we do the true gospel a disservice when we try and morph it and try to rather change it and, 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 and mix it up with other things. We need to stay true to the gospel. Those who are Christians in other lands, lands like Afghanistan, they are not the only ones, but those who are Christians in places like Afghanistan, uh, uh, they are a picture. <laughs> they are a picture of the church in the first century, this early church that we read about here in the book of Acts. Persecution, being chased down, being hunted down, uh, underground church, uh, taking a risk and taking a chance just by mentioning the name of Jesus. That is how the first century church began. That's how they began. They were pushed underground. There were several persecutions throughout the book of Acts. And you see, but what happened? When they were pushed out and when they fled for safety, the gospel went with them and they spread the gospel where they were. Once again, we bring, uh, we bring to light uh, these words uh, spoken by someone years ago. And I said it recently, I, I recall saying it recently, that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. You can't stamp Christianity out. You can't exit out. You can't, you, you, it won't happen. What you will do when true Christians are put to flight they take Jesus with them and spread it where spread him where they go. Here we see this man of Macedonia, a representative of all those who are lost and in need of Christ. And he says, "Come over and help us. Come over and help us." And I'm wondering, and I'm wondering if we can hear their cry. I'm wondering if I hear the cry. Do you hear their cry? Can you sense the need that people have for Jesus? And once again, as I said, we can't we can't all just hop on a plane and go over and preach to them. That's not possible. That's not possible. But we have at our disposal uh, one of the most powerful things, and that is prayer. We pray for those in need. You see those uh, affected by the earthquake in Haiti. The same thing. It's a cry for help. We know there are uh, natural uh, catastrophes that happen, but yet and still, while the people need relief, definite physical relief, and there's nothing wrong if you can help out uh, physically, if you can give uh, in, in any form or fashion to help those who are in need of of sustenance and in need of, of different materials, there is no problem in doing that. Not at all. But yet and still, we need to pray. We need to pray for the hearts and souls of those who are still here. They still need to hear Jesus. They still need to know who Jesus is. Amen? It's so important. Come over and help us. Listen, Macedonia is calling. Macedonia is calling. The world is crying out for help. 
help. The world does not realize what is about to take place. The world doesn't know. The world doesn't realize. For, for the most part, the world doesn't believe. And we understand this. The world doesn't believe. As soon as you start talking about Jesus, it, it, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. Uh, recently, I was watching the news right here in my area. There were a group of pastors uh, that came together uh, to talk about gun violence and all the gun violence that uh, has been going on. Uh, and, and they came together as a group, a bunch of uh, prominent uh, uh, pastors, and they were out in public and out on the street. Sounds good. And I guess it is good to a point. Uh, but the, one of the pastors came on, on and he said, listen, it's not all about the prayer. He says, we have to get the guns out of people's hands. Now, I'm not trying to advocate here or there for guns. That's not, that's not my point. All I'm saying is prayer is necessary. Prayer is absolutely necessary. He didn't say it wasn't necessary. He just said that that's not, that's not just it. We have to do other things. I'm saying that you need to give the people Jesus. Give the people an opportunity to hear Jesus. Give the people an opportunity to know who Jesus is. And yes, if there is a disconnect, if they shut you down as soon as you mention Jesus' name, you have you have spoken. You have told them. And you, you do what Jesus told the disciples to do. You, 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 you shake the dust off your feet and you keep moving. And you keep moving. But the people need to hear about Jesus. It's not just enough to stand out in the community and say, listen, everybody, come on, let's get along. Come on, give us your guns, you know, uh, you know, give them in. And, and, and it, it, it's, it's good. But we've got to give the people Jesus. Give the people Jesus. Yes, we appreciate your presence. Yes, we appreciate your stance. But give the people Jesus. Don't make it a political thing. Don't make it a social thing. Make it a Jesus thing. Give the people Jesus. Come over and help us. Macedonia is calling. It's a call from the heart. And listen, most people don't even realize that it's Jesus that they need. Most people don't realize that. They don't realize it. Most people are most people are in a place in their life where they say, most people, not all, a lot of people, let me put it that way. A lot of people are in a place in their life where they say, my life is good, I'm struggling, but everything is okay. Everything is, is, is everything will be all right. And, and, they sort, and, and they dismiss everything. But it's, once again, as soon as you mention the name of Jesus, there's a problem. It's always a problem with the name of Jesus. People don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it. You see, people don't want to deal with the name with whom they will one day have to do. There's responsibility. When you hear the name of Jesus, you now become, become responsible. When you know who Jesus is and what he has done and what he wants to do, when you hear that, you now become responsible. And when you become, and when you reject it, you now become guilty. You must not reject Jesus. So people would rather turn off Jesus. Turn off Jesus. Listen, Sunday morning, Sunday morning uh, in many places has become 
a place where I've heard before, and I, I agree with it, uh, a conscious clearing center. We go, we go to church. It makes us feel good. We want to hear the music. We want to hear the preacher shout and, and, and sing, and, and, and we want to be a part of, uh, of the dancing, or we want to just observe. It, it does our heart good to be in God's house. It does our heart good, and, and we feel good just being there. We've done our duty. We, we, we stood in our place, and then we go merrily along and live out our lives, our way, away from Jesus. Sunday is Sunday, but Monday is coming. Monday, I got to do me. And that is where many people are. Not all, of course, but that's where many people are. Sunday is coming, but Monday is tomorrow. And I got to prepare for Monday. I got to prepare for the grind. I got to prepare for work. I got to prepare for this, that, my job. We need, Jesus is someone that we carry with us on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Remember, and we will continue to say this, Jesus is our life. He is our life. Listen, Macedonia is calling. He says here in verse number nine, come over into Macedonia and help us. And after, verse number 10, after he had seen the vision, immediately, immediately, we endeavored. Now, the writer Luke now joins in with Paul. So now it's, now it's the first person, we. We uh, endeavored. To go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering. In other words, concluding. They came to the conclusion that Macedonia was the place where they needed to be. Based on the vision that Paul had of this man from Macedonia. Come over and help us. We've done this. We've done that. We've tried this. We've tried that. You come over. And help us. We need you. We need you. You know, people, as we said, people don't understand. Don't understand what's missing in their life. Jesus is what's missing in every life. In every life. And this man from Macedonia, he cries out. He says here, verse, verse number 10 again. Assuredly gathering. That the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Amen. To preach the gospel unto them. Amen, Cheyenne. Amen. They came to the conclusion that those people in Macedonia needed to hear the gospel preached to them. Was every single person in Macedonia going to get saved? Just because Paul and his people were coming with the gospel, everybody in Macedonia did not get saved. But there were people there that were waiting on bated breath in their spirit. Those whom the Lord had prepared in their heart to receive what Paul was going to bring them. And we see here, you continue once again, you continue down in chapter number uh, 16. We see these women, verse number 13, uh, down by the riverside. They were down by the riverside and they received the word. Look what it says. And on the Sabbath, we went out of 
the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. Lydia became the first European convert. See what happened? They needed to be. They needed to be where there were open hearts. God had prepared Lydia's heart. And now she was waiting. Come over and help us. Yes, yes. She was one of the ones that needed the help. There would yet be others. There would yet be others. But she was the first to hear this mighty gospel preached. And once this happens, it says that she was baptized. And then uh, it goes down. And they continue. <clears throat> and there was another young lady in verse number 16 who had a spirit of divination. She was possessed, making money for those who were using, who were using her. And she, it says here, this she did many days. I'm in verse number 18 of chapter number 16. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. Now we see a young girl, a young girl uh, who was demon possessed, now is set free. Come over and help us. She was another one who needed the help that only Jesus could give. Amen? And that's, once again, why we must heed the call. We must be listening. We must be listening. So many people are crying out for the help that only Jesus can give. Amen? When her master saw uh, that hope, the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the, the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. You see, when you bring... When you bring the message to Macedonia, oh yes, there are going to be people that will welcome you. There will be people uh, that will that will receive the message. But there will also, you will also incite and stir up the masses at the same time. Because there are far more people who do not want the gospel and have no use for the gospel than those who will receive it. And once again, this is, God knows, God, only God knows the heart, and God can change the hearts of those who are, who are uh, vociferously against the gospel, God can change their heart too. But we see here that the masses now are being turned against the men of God who came into Macedonia with a purpose, with a purpose. It says here, and you know the story, I'm not going to get into the whole story here, how they were in prison uh, and 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 the gates and and rather the chains uh, fell off the midnight prayer. But you you understand that even though even though they came into Macedonia with good intentions, uh, uh, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, and people were saved and delivered. That there were also there's also an element that will stand up and oppose. That's all part. That's all part of the Macedonian call. There will be reception and there will be uh, oppression. People, and rather a reception and opposition. There will be those who will 
oppose. Even here, we see the Philippian jailer. What must I do to be saved? And so we see three people in particular whom the Lord needed for them to hear the gospel, to save them, because no doubt the Lord had prepared their hearts. Once again, even the cry within that demon-possessed person, that person is still in there. That person is still in there. A demon-possessed person, yes, that person is still underneath it all. That person exists. And I believe that young girl was yet crying out. Come over and help us. Come over and help us. The Philippian jailer, what must I do to be saved? Ready to take his life. What must I do to be saved? Come over and help us. We need to hear. We need to hear the cry. We need to hear the call. Amen. When you see these harrowing scenes on television uh, that we see different in these different areas in the world, we need to pray. We need to pray. Macedonia, Macedonia is calling. It's calling for you. It's calling for me. We need to intercede. And that's pretty much what we can do. We need to intercede. Pray for those who don't know the Lord. Pray for those who don't even realize that they need the Lord. A song from Steve Green from years ago comes to my heart from uh, Steve Green. Uh, most of you may not have heard of him. Maybe you have. Amen. Uh, people need the Lord. People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, people need the Lord. People need to know the message. Give people an opportunity to hear the word of God. Give them that opportunity. When you come over into Macedonia, when you come over into Macedonia, you come into masses of people. You come into a group of people who are saying, here we are. Show us what we need. Tell us what we need. You go back to uh, the book of Acts. I believe it's in chapter number two, where we see the newly the newly ignited Peter preaching that first message on the day of Pentecost. And we see the response of that crowd when he was all done. They said, what must we do? What must we do? They were confronted with their own sin. They were confronted. Come and help us. What must we do? And he said, repent. Repent. Let me go, let me go back to, let me go back to Acts chapter number two. And once again, recall this powerful scene uh, that we read uh, in the book of Acts. Amen. Acts chapter uh, number two and verse number G, verse number 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. That's what the preaching of the gospel will do. That's what that is what the preaching of the of the authentic, undiluted gospel will do. It will prick hearts. It will convict. It will convince. It will cause people to recognize 
that they need Jesus. It says, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What can we do to rectify this situation? What situation? That we are sinners. That we are guilty. What can we do to rectify this? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's what happened. But they cried out, because basically what they were saying in that statement, what shall we do? They were saying, we need your help. We need your help. The Philippian jailer was saying, we need your help. We need your help. The demon-possessed woman was saying deep within herself, we need your help. I need your help. Lydia, Lydia, whatever had transpired in Lydia's heart, we're not trying to uh, uh, add anything to scripture, but whatever had transpired in her life, and we know that she was a rich woman. She was a seller of purple. She was a woman of means, but something, there, there may have been a cry within her that, is, that maybe there, there, there's more. There's more. And the Holy Spirit began to stir her and prepared her heart. And here comes Paul. Here comes Paul with the word of the Lord. And she received it. It's what she needed. Help me. Help me. It's the cry of every heart without Jesus. Come over and help us. And we have the help. We have the help. His name is Jesus. Jesus is the help that each one of us needs. Yes, as Cheyenne says, he is the air that we breathe. He is the air that we breathe. He is our life. And we don't need to hoard him. We don't need to be selfish about him. We need to bring him. We need to share Jesus with the masses. You can go places that I cannot go. I have my circle of people. You have your circle of people. God has given us our own personal uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. He has given us our own personal uh, places. You have to make sure that you spread Jesus where you are. In your Jerusalem, in your Judea, in your Samaria and to the uttermost parts, wherever else you go, take Jesus with you. Come over and help us. They're calling. They're crying out. We have the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. Have you heard? the Macedonian call. Lord, we bless your name today. We bless you. We thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your people. And Lord, yes, we have become here where we are. Lord, we have become full. We're fed. And we don't realize that in actuality, many of us, many of us, not all of us, but many of us have become famished famished we lack and we don't even know it we are hungering and we don't even know for what we need more of you 
Lord. Lord, we pray that you will take the take the stoppers out of our ears. Take the scales off our eyes. Lord, Lord, cause us to see the people in Macedonia. Cause us to hear the cry of those living in Macedonia, that place of lostness, that place of crying out. Lord, we want to hear their cries. We have the answer. It is you. Lord, bless each and every one of us. Lord, bless each and every one who is listening and watching today. Lord, we pray that, that we all will take these words to heart. And Lord, that we will come to the conclusion that you have called us to take this word to the masses. Lord, have your way. Bless us together right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. May the Lord, may the Lord bless us and bring us to the riverside. Amen. May the Lord bless us and bring us into Philippi and, and bring us into Thessalonica. Uh, may the Lord bring us to our own personal Macedonia. Amen. And Macedonia is everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, there's a Macedonia there. Amen. Every single place you go, Macedonia. And so you can be of help anywhere you go. Whether you're, whether you're here, whether you're there, whether you're on vacation, whether you're in school, whether you're at work, whether you're in your neighborhood, whether you're in the store, no matter where you are, Macedonia is there. It's there. And people are crying out. And you have that answer. Jesus Christ, the one and only. Amen. God bless you, my sister Cheyenne. God bless you, uh, Debbie. Uh, God bless you, uh, Stacy. God bless you, my brother Romeo Robillard. Amen. Uh, God bless you. God bless you, Craig and Charity and, and Pops. Amen. God bless you all. I want to thank uh, each and every one for joining us uh, on today. Amen. I don't know how the weather is where you are. Uh, but, uh, here where I am, uh, we are about to get hit, about to get hit with some uh, bad weather, uh, here where we are. Um, we won't, we won't be in the brunt. We won't be in the crosshairs of it, but we're going to get the backlash. And, um, so pray for us. Uh, we've got things nailed down. Uh, we don't want things flying around. Uh, but, uh. Once again, we pray for you where you are. Pray for us where we are. Amen. Uh, that the Lord will protect. Amen. And and keep us all uh, protected. Amen. God is good and God continues uh, to be good. Amen. God continues to be good. Amen. Well, as always, we want to invite you to join us uh, throughout this week. Amen. Uh, we also want to remind you uh, that our brand new book, Churchified or Sanctified, is now available on Amazon.com. It's talking about the dangers of religion uh, and the uh, and the uh, glory of relationship. Listen, if you have if you have gotten your copy, uh, it would help. Uh, it would help to uh, go back over to uh, go back over to uh, Amazon. And if you've read if you've read the book. Uh, just put a little review uh, on Amazon, whether you whether you liked it or whether you hated it or whatever whatever uh, 
if uh, if you could just go over to uh, Amazon.com and just uh, put a, a little review. It does help uh, to somehow it helps with the algorithms uh, on Amazon. It causes more people to see it. Whatever the case, just put a little review. I don't know how that works completely, but just if you have read the book, uh, put a little review uh, if you can. And if you've also read our second, our first book, uh, The Lights in the Windows, you can do the same also. Amen. Alrighty. Uh, Monday night. Monday night is our line by line podcast night, and we will be uh, here tomorrow night uh, at seven o'clock p.m. with the line by line podcast. We are currently in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter number ten. We're going to be. Uh, uh, I don't know if we'll finish the chapter, but we're going to continue in Matthew chapter ten. Another powerful. Uh, verse by verse study. That's tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Amen. Then on uh, Tuesday night at eight o'clock p.m., uh, it's back to the cross, embracing the power, the glory, and the victory that is found in the cross of Jesus Christ. What more can we say? We we cannot say enough about about the cross. We could never exhaust all that the cross is. Uh, but we will will try. Uh, and 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 say a little bit more about the cross that's coming up uh, Tuesday night at eight o'clock right here on the Bible Speaks Live, Amen. And then on Wednesday night uh, we're going to tie up all the loose ends as we conclude our series on uh, the glorious church and our first principles of the Christian life, Amen. Uh, so join us once again at eight o'clock on Wednesday night amen and we'll be back next week uh with our final installment in this series alive and well amen so we just honor the lord and we just thank him for what he is doing uh in our midst god is truly moving uh even when you don't see him working is work he's working even when you don't feel him working he is working that's just how god is he's always working we must continue to move forward never backward we don't want to go backward. God told the children of Israel to move forward. And if he told the children of Israel to move forward, what more does he have to say to the church? Forward, march, amen. Let's move forward in the things of the Lord, amen. So I'm Pastor Michael Jakes. I want to thank once again each and every one for joining us. Shout out to those who do listen in over Spreaker.com from across the United States. And around the world, amen, we see you. We thank you for your support. We thank you for downloading our podcast, amen, and we thank the Lord for you, amen. You can also, if you're watching, you can also visit us on Spreaker.com. Uh, this podcast, if you like to watch or if you like to listen to it again, it will be on Spreaker.com momentarily. As soon as we sign off, it will be there available for you to listen and to download, amen. So once again, we bless the Lord and we thank him for all that he is doing. Amen. So hopefully we'll see you uh, tomorrow night. If not, we'll see you uh, later on in the week. Hope you can join us and you have a good day. Be safe, be careful, and have a blessed one. Be good.